we're going to be positive every day. You're the people being negative. You and some of the fans. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Yosemite booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy. This is Entitled Town. <laughs> Week one of the 2023 NFL season is in the books, and it's time for Entitled Town. Uh, my name is Mike Irons. L.A. proved too much for the man, so I'm back potting uh, with a life I've come to know. Uh, Mike on Route 1. Uh, good to have the uh, starting five back together. Thank you to Shaq for filling in last week. Mike, the Eagles went into Foxborough on Sunday, 125-20. to um, the Pats dug themselves a 16 nothing hole, and, and I'm sure the, the two-word phrase, going great, was going through all of our minds collectively at that point. Um, they cut 16-14 to at halftime. We know they lost. Um, we've used the phrase moral victory far too much uh, last year on the podcast, and I really want to put a hand of a ban on this going forward, but hard not to be encouraged against arguably the best team in uh, in football, at least going into the season. Yeah, um, I'm fine with the moral victory. I'm not, I don't have to get ready for Miami. So I'm fine with the moral victory. And, you know, I, the the thing that is, makes it a, a positively, uh, or, you know, a moral victory without a lot of caveats, I think is that really, yeah, the quality of the opponent. Um, and it wasn't filled with, dumb dumb plays you know there were a couple of bad drops um but it was a weather game and i think they they really controlled it outside of those you know mrs lincoln and all that but um they really controlled it i I just the number of of pass catchers they had uh appear to have without you know even without parker and then um you know the run game was brutal up front because it looked to me like it was the guards because every time stevenson got to the line it was just like shrapnel at his legs nowhere to go um and yeah he's jumping over 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 bodies and uh yeah so you know so to that extent you know last year we kept saying okay well you know they're playing behind the six they're playing behind the six they didn't put themselves in amazingly um bad field position with with stupid penalties on offense and but they didn't particularly run the ball well but they have enough i think now it looks like um just to be able to win and you know even you know, uh, Butte with the most impressive um you know four target zero catch game uh for for a rookie or, or anyone else that you can recall I just he just looks like a guy who can run and get open uh, Douglas just absolutely looks ridiculous um coming out of like his 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 routes there was like a, a corner and it was just like holy shit like the hip action was just like it was like his hips were still pointed up field and he was turned it was just he was awesome so I'm positively uh excited about that um about the number of guys they have who can catch the ball the one you know not a red flag, but I think we should flag it is Schuster Juju did look, he came across the formation on one. It was a positive play, but I was like, Jesus Christ, is that Mercedes Lewis running there? He didn't, it looked a little, uh, looked a little stiff. So I, 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 I don't want Greg Bedard or Burt Breer to be, to be right. I don't think his knee's going to explode. I hope not anyway, but um, I did not look like to be very twitchy. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll continue to continue on that. 
Um, you made a good point, Mike, about the Patriots having control of that game. Bill Belichick kind of famously said uh, during Super Bowl 51 against the Falcons that he felt that they had control of the game, if not the scoreboard at one point. And I think that's fairly accurate, Dan, um, especially going into halftime. They were down 16 to nothing. The Eagles felt like they had the ball the entire first quarter. Um, but for the game, the Patriots wound up it was pretty even. It was about 30 minutes for each team. Um, they held a very good dynamic offense on a couple of different levels um, pretty well in check. I mean, it's, their, their wideouts are very good. Hertz, is, Hertz is, is a terrific player. It reminded me a little bit on Sunday of the old Russell Wilson. It's, it's hard to be dynamic and limited at the same time, but this isn't really about Hertz and the Eagles. How do, how do you feel after watching that game? Those were those are good comparisons. The uh, Super Bowl Fifty One, where even though they're down, you you watch the game and you could feel looking at the units collectively. You you're feeling like I, I don't know they're they're controlling things. It still still feels like there's a possibility with it, and you definitely felt that way in the second quarter and and the rest of the game. Um, and the Hertz is a good comparison too to to Russell Wilson because he is a very very good player, but. Um, Going to the defense, uh, it's pretty clear that they nailed this year's draft. I mean, Gonzalez, day one starter, holding his his own against two of the best receivers out there. Uh, uh, and the depth is there. Jack Jones was out. The and the Jones, yeah, the depth too. The Jones smoking hurts out of the pocket on several occasions. The the rookie guards doing okay in pass protection, if not uh, uh, the run blocking. Uh, and both rookie receivers, as Mike said. Uh, on the field in crunch time, and according to uh, Chris Hogan, getting open very often. Um, I, I <laughs> not, think the, not according to Chad Graft, right? Well, Chad Graft, I'm sorry. Well, who is it? Who's that? That's uh, not Matthew Fairburn. It, somehow worse than Matthew Fairburn. Appropriately named, appropriately named Chad Graft. Chad Graft. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dan, I stepped on you there. Go ahead. Sorry, right. I think the defense is going to be special. I think they've got play playmakers at every level uh they've got depth like you said and they have versatility it's just all the right traits of a belichick defense agreed uh Scartzi, um mac jones they're on the old goofball board our slack there was some divergent opinions and some people wanting to including so my good buddy dildo brian who wants to fire mac in, into the sun but Dan was, as usual, on the Slack was the voice of reason, pointing out, were you watching the same game that I am? I am very encouraged by what I saw on Sunday, particularly after the first quarter. I still would like to see them. It's the first game under a new scheme, and I don't want to – it's a three offensive coordinators in three years, whatever. <laughs> I'm encouraged. He needs some big pass-catching tight ends, and he's got them. <laughs> I was, you know, I was pleased with uh, what uh, Henry and Gusecki were doing out there, so that's another, that's another plus, I think. And uh, I'm, I'm still firmly in the Mac is going to own camp. I, I there was a couple times I would thought they were going with the uh, double pass on a couple of those. Uh, yes, on just, just keeping, it's coming. Keeping you know him, it's keeping coming. Keeping them honest. Oh yeah, there's going to be some trickeration there. And uh, of course, you know, just continuing my theme from last week, the special teams looked impressive out there. There was one, you know, bad uh, punt that, you know, rolled into the end zone, unfortunately. But otherwise, otherwise, the kickers looked good. 
Agreed. And I thought and, there uh, was just a level of competency in all in all three areas. There, there was. It, it was a, it was a loss. They could treat as a loss. It was, you know, it was out. You know, it's it wasn't a wasn't a divisional game, so it's 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 not the worst thing in the whole wide world, considering they get to, uh, considering the you know, they've gotten rid of practice during the summer, basically. Unfortunately, yeah, so early in the season is extension of camp. Belichick's on record for that. Oh, I, may I interject? So oh, please. after the game, they said Mac. They wanted Mac Jones launched into the sun. Correct. After the game. Correct. Do they have fucking eyeballs? He he fucking outplayed the fucking MVP runner up in a fucking monsoon. Jesus fucking Christ! I was I listen. I I this. will admit the 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 sports radio that little sports radio brain that that still pollutes somewhere in my cerebral cortex. It's like. Can we put the ball in the fucking end zone and have a come from behind victory? Then you, you kind of settle down, you take a breath. And I'll, this is where I'll throw it to you, John, because you're usually the angel on my shoulder after these games if I show any frustration. But um, <laughs> yeah, I have to I have to echo what, what Dan said initially, Mike's reaction. Um, I think you're just looking, I think you're, it's confirmation bias if you want to seize on the negative after witnessing what Jones did on Sunday against the Eagles. Yeah, and, and I'll go right to what Mike on Route 1 started with on moral victories. I'm totally down with the moral victory here. They dug themselves a 16 nothing hole. They fought, you know, look at the way the Giants turtled falling behind early against Dallas, right? You know, there's, there's, a, there's a very clear juxtaposition there. They fell behind early, and they get blown out 40 to nothing, right? The Patriots could have gone that route, uh, but they didn't because they're more disciplined, they're tougher, they're better coached, they're more talented, maybe all those things. So, I don't know how you can look at this. Yeah, they started shitty. Uh, they fought back. They had, I mean, nobody's touched on the the you know the bank shot field goal, right? Uh, Could have gone either way. Yeah. The holding on Henry was a bullshit call, right? The holding on the two point conversion uh, was a tough one as well. I mean, there were granted, you know, these things happen to to both teams, both you know, every game, all season. But this is a good team. I think they showed in week one they can play with anybody. Eagles are obviously a good team. Um, they looked to me faster. Uh, they, I think they're younger. Um, they're, it's going to be a fun team to watch. And, you know, if you're a Patriots fan of like the vintage where they blew everybody out for that season in 07, it, it's going to be another tough year of watching close games that could go either way. Cause I think there's a lot of those in the forecast, um, against a, you know, a good schedule and the division's good, but this is they're going to be fun and in, in it all year. Um, Mac Jones have played very very well. I don't know why you would take negatives away from that. And the last thing I'll say is, am I the only one who wonders if Chad Graff is related to the former Patriots quarterback Neil Graff, or his dad called him Neil Grief? <laughs> yes, John. I think the answer is you are the only one. <laughs> oh, Scarty, really? N- Neil Graff? No. Pops and buzzes. <laughs> uh, I'm hope- hopefully somebody who is listening to this will will give me a Neil Graff shout out. <laughs> yeah, entitledtown at gmail.com if you want to agree with Upton, John. Did and Upton draft him? Did up, Upton draft him? <laughs> Upton scouted him. him. Scouted Upton him. for sure scouted him. He, he came over with Dwayne Thomas, I think, in that deal that Upton swung. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Miami is is the opponent on Sunday night, Dan. Uh, Miami went out to say, I almost said San Diego. Miami went out to play the Chargers in, in LA last week, and Tua put up 466 yards passing. Uh, 
noted child uh, and a woman lover, Tyreek Hill, put up 200-plus yards receiving. He's a terrific player, awful human, terrific football player. Um, Michael Lombardi in his podcast, as we discussed earlier in the week, went absolutely apeshit. Couldn't believe that the Chargers and uh, cousin Brandon Staley um, single covered him the entire yeah. game. Two hundred no almost help the 11... running over the top. That was insane. Did you see that? I couldn't believe that. Unbelievable. Eleven yards. Yeah. Eleven yards an attempt, not per completion. Eleven yards an attempt for knuckleballer Tua on Sunday. Which uh, a shout out to our guy Vinny Jace, who sent an email to the entitled count, entitled town Gmail account, asking why Tua is so fucking annoying. And it, he does have, as Vinny said. He's throwing knuckleballs with the speed of rich of a Rich Hill curveball, but it's a good offense. They're they're good in the run game. See what you will about um, Mark Tressman looking like Mike McDaniel's. He um, he's, he's got good weapons, and they they put points on the board. So it's going to be a challenge Sunday. Um, how do you? I feel really confident they'll have a much better game plan than Staley did. But um, Sunday, it's a big game, division game, first of the season. I'm amazed that he had that many yards that Tua had that many yards on that because I watched that game and I see a quarterback that they can exploit. I, I don't think he's accurate. He was, he, he's sloppy with the ball. I think he had three fumbles, one, one or two that he recovered. And, and for a mobile quarterback, he's not particularly mobile. Just like he said, is, is so long as you have an answer for locking up Hill uh, and dare uh, actually and dare McDaniel tr- to run monster I think the Pats' defensive speed will keep that in check. I think that's a very winnable game. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm glad it's at home. I'm glad it's at home. I'll tell you, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be coming off 0 and 1 against them at home, yeah. and they're on back to back road now. So, and they won last week. Kind of makes me feel better that yeah. uh, things will even out for them. Um, and shit just happens down there in South Florida in oh, September yeah. against yeah. that team. Yep. I don't yeah. know and, if and, Miami's ready for the uh, muggy New England weather. <laughs> it's been it's been just brutal so yeah hopefully they're ready for it um peace soup for everybody too, that makes gives me confidence um as far as as Tua is the way they the discipline in their rush um against against hurts um was just you know a guy like um you know our the the um the way keon rushed was just oh, yeah. perfectly disciplined. He didn't get too high, and that was just pushing back straight on, on you know, into into the quarterback. Complete, you know, power moves, inside moves, is fucking awesome. Uh, so, yeah, they just that looked like against Hurts the way they contained him. Just how you're, like everything kind of starting to come together, and hopefully keep building on. But that's how it's supposed to look at guys like that, and you know, the guys like that have given them. Um, some problems uh, in the past couple of years. So hopefully that's a sign of good things to come as well. Yeah, it's definitely, I find it encouraging Scartelli. Um, Two has never lost to the Patriots. So that's definitely a trend I'd like to reverse on Sunday. Um, I have labeled him in the past, annoyingly competent. I think if they can take away Hill, Waddle's good on the other side as well. But um, I think their, their approach should be pretty straightforward. And uh, I think they're athletic enough on defense to make it much harder on Tua um, to move the ball uh, on the road. Your thoughts, Scartelli? Well, we've got the uh, new and improved uh, louder stadium. From what uh, from what I'm what I'm hearing, people here from inside the building from from in, inside. I've 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 got people that were inside the building saying the building seems louder with the uh, 
with the new uh with the new jumbo jumbletron <laughs> if we're going to go to the old uh, manino phrase there and uh, <laughs> uh so i'm uh i am i am also confident that they can uh you know even up uh you know at one and one at the uh, close of uh business on sunday well let's let's hope so john uh wrap up your thoughts on Tua and the dolphins coming in sunday night i i mean yeah I don't have a problem with Tua. I, he is annoyingly competent. I think that's well said. I do have annoying. I am annoyed with uh, the Chargers and Brandon Staley, though. I was out on this guy like two years ago. He has done nothing uh, but prove me right. There's something wrong with that team. They're not going anywhere with him as a coach. They are unbelievably soft. I couldn't believe how Miami tore them up down the stretch of that game. Um, just and, and this guy, is Lombardi likes to talk about, he's supposed to be a defensive coordinator. Are you kidding me? Um, I mean, if anything, he he initiated the social contagion of going for it on every fourth down. So, <laughs> the social contagion. Um, was, what are his odds of first coach to be fired? That, that might be worth a couple of shekels. I, I, I think you're right. I mean, look, this guy. I think this guy's been overmatched since you know from the jump uh, as a head coach in the NFL, and I think Week One showed it. So, how good is Miami? I don't know. They're not. They have yet to face a competent coach in 2023. So we'll see what happens in Week Two. All right. Uh, Mike on Route 1, I uh, didn't want to do this to you, but I feel that I owe it to you. All our lives take us on different journeys. They take us to different places. They bring different people into our lives. But one thing I am sure of, and that will never change, is that I am a patriot for life. That is Las Vegas Raiders part owner Tom Brady checking in from Foxborough <laughs> last Sunday. Mike on Route 1, did your cold, dark heart uh, soften at all towards uh, uh, Tommy Vegas after it, it his, had, his stump speech on of, Sunday? It, it had until you reminded me of the, of the Raiders thing, which is just <laughs> fucking appalling. The man, the man, you know, treats nickels like hubcaps. So the <laughs> fact that it's an investment opportunity, I can't, can't be ignored. Um, no, I, I was actually, I, it was nice to see him in, in Patriots in a Patriots uh, jacket. Um, and it was, it was nice. It was nice. He just, what a, one of the great bores though. Um, you know, that was as bad as my parody of what he, what he's been saying last week was it just, but uh, you know, I, I did think it was, I, I did enjoy when he said, you know, what they're kind of, what they built there and the type of guys they look for. Um, it, it was nice. I, 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 I felt, uh, you know, it, it was good. It, it was nice to see him run out. Um, but yeah, it, now you remind me of the Raiders thing. So uh, now I'm just going to be fucking annoyed. Uh, I'll be annoyed again, but uh, he, he looked great. I thought he looked lifelike. They did a good job on him. Uh, I thought the wax, I thought the wax statue was a, it was <laughs> a nice cute, presentation. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scartsy, uh, your cold, dark heart, was it affected? Did, did seeing the fist pump, him, him run out of the tunnel and do the fist pump, I did think that the was The fist cool. pump and the running around with the dog whistle voice, let's go! <laughs> oh, yeah, that, you know, that, oh, yeah, my my heart grew, you know, a half size. <laughs> oh, I sh- should have, I'm remiss in not mentioning, Mike, did the, uh, the, the T-shirt showing out from underneath the uniform, did that trigger <laughs> you at all? No, no, yeah, yeah, that was good. No, yeah, it's it's only for polos, generally speaking, or or button ups. Yeah, no, he's good. He's good. He's covered. All right, never never go full Cam and Taunton. Uh, Dan, <laughs> uh, what what were your feelings about the speech on Sunday in the 
And a good news, everybody, Bill Parcells will not be getting into the Patriot Hall of Fame in 2024 either with the crafty one waving the uh, waiting period for Brady to get in. Why did Kraft have to put that off till next June? Why not just do it? The, well, the putting... You and I both know why, Caller. He's cheap. He wants another gate. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. No, I mean, it was nice, like, like Mike said. Um, him running out there, it's better than Rogers running out with the flag. Uh, and he did ring that intimidating lighthouse bell. <laughs> Can I tell you? I, I don't hate it. I don't I, hate it. I'll I, be I, I will second that. I kind of liked it too. I don't hate it. It should be a foghorn or something. Lighthouses have bells. <laughs> it's like it's like a dinner bell. Supper. <laughs> lighthouses don't have bells. But we're also ignoring the fact you don't have lighthouses 35 fucking miles inland either. But that's neither here nor there. Well, it's uh, New England. New England has lighthouses. So I, I just shut up, okay? They paid a lot of money for their lighthouse. They're going to use it. <laughs> it's kind of that north end zone looks like fucking just a mishmash of shit. And the south end already looked like shit with the whatever it is, the optum field level shit there. But that north, and I, you know, hopefully the board does keep the noise. But I think it just looks like a mishmash of awful now. It, it's really fucking ugly. I, I, it used to look nice, uh, you know, for its flaws um, with the noise. When, you know, when it first opened, it was it was really nice up until they fit, started monkeying around with the with the south end zone. And now it just looks a disaster. Kids of the 406 club. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> At least just... it's not like the Chicago stadium with, you know, the, the yeah. cereal bowl that's dropped in the middle of the. Yeah. Of the you know Coliseum, as a complete non sequitur, I was back in New England for a bit uh, a couple of weeks ago, and how long has the Bleacher Bar been open? They've monetized every single fucking square inch of that place. You get to sit where Ted Williams's jock straps were scored and look out through the set the screen into Are the you just learning about triangle. the Bleacher Bar now. Jesus Christ! Two beers, two beers, actually one beer, and. Uh, one hard seltzer for the iron at $19 ball game prices with the musty experience of old Fenway. Well done. Linda Pizzuti. Well done. Uh, back to the facts at hand and Brady, John as team mom, um, do you have juice boxes in, uh, in snacks for everyone to kick off? And were you looking forward to halftime on Sunday? Well, I don't, I don't know why folks are giving him grief for getting into the Raiders. I'm sure he would have loved to invest in the Patriots, but Kraft was too cheap. Uh, to let him do so. And, um, you know, after those FTX losses, you don't think he wants to get into something a little bit more stable? Well, remember, Kraft already gave him the land deal in Brookline per That's, Greg Bedard on the last contract, yeah. There, there is that. And and I'm sure he's not making any money on Brady Apparel, if anybody remembers that, <laughs> that short-lived. Uh, I'm sure that Giselle was uh, dr the driving force behind that. So, you don't have a TV-12 um, TV branded anything? Ex yeah, the... the, the uh, the one thing I'm disappointed uh, in you, Mike Irons, is no NWO Wolfpack music after that for light. Really? <laughs> no, I, I couldn't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm a NWO black and white guy. I'm not the you're, Wolfpack. You're not picturing please. Brady as a as a Raider owner going through the uh, the non bleached uh, goatee phase of his of his uh, heel turn. We'll leave the the Wolfpack for Brother Tim. The NWO Wolfpack <laughs> for for Brother Tim. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I feel like I'm on the McLaughlin group, but next subject.
Final score, the Jets win in overtime on Monday night. Um, Aaron Rodgers, is, his um, Achilles exploded like Juju Smith-Schuster's knee is about to. Um, is Mike, was that the most Jets thing to ever jet in the history of the Jets? Uh, there's not much more Jets than that. Um, but I was, you know... I there's nothing I hold in lower regard than uh you know I respect mega mouth breathers more than I do uh 9/11 conspiracy theorists which you know may, might be a perfect circle but whatever um but the uh but seeing that guy who allegedly is a 9/11 conspiracy theorist which totally checks out in a very you know Kyrie Irving kind of way uh carrying the flag out like a yeah. fucking fraud just sent me into a rage and then I looked up and I I came back in the room and there he was getting flopping around on the turf like a fish and it was just you know and look uh, for karma reasons i don't, I don't want to celebrate too hard because you know uh it's only a matter of time before it comes to you and you know i do nothing right. but worry about injuries so uh i'm not going to celebrate too hard but uh if if there's one person that um i i did not feel bad about seeing that happen to it would certainly be um be that guy and uh, how about sala coming in now and just handing over the keys to to uh to zach wilson like he's fucking earned it or something like that zach's our guy and you look you know you, you got to manage your team in the way that's best suits them not not everybody else and so maybe that's what he needs is to hear that kind of confidence thing but to me it's juxtaposed with bill's refusal to um you know give you know, give a commitment to mac which you know mac jones didn't deserve a commitment um for a lot of reasons because he's done shit in the league. Um, and you know, he was a pouty face at times last year. So he didn't he didn't deserve that kind of commitment. And he's never really, you know, he hasn't done anything. Um, so yeah, it's Zach's team and all that bullshit. And you know, Sal is really fucking gave me a run for the money last night with those two hardos um on on opposing sidelines. But um, I think that was the best possible outcome. Uh, all things considered, they you know, I, I don't know how much better. I, honestly, I, I was I'm not I wasn't all that high on Rodgers there. Um, to begin with, and you know it was going to go south at some point, so whatever. But um, I was just kind of, you know, if you can get a, get a, get a loss on Buffalo, mm-hmm. and uh, and get and then get them uh, uh, to um, uh, get Rogers, and now now the Jets are going to believe how great they are, and it's it's all going to go downhill for them, I think, at some point. So yeah, great great outcome. I thought you guys had a good discussion last week about who to short in the AFC East, and Scarcy. Um, to that end, which uh, asshole Hardo triggers you more, McDermott or Sala? Oh, definitely McDermott. Dan asked me that because, earlier. I thought uh, it was a good question. Definitely McDermott, just because, uh, just because of his, uh, you know, the, the whole. He's the a whole... rat-faced git. Is that why? Someone's saying that uh, him wearing the uh, NYPD hat made sense. They look like one of the guys that shot Serpico. <laughs> <laughs> This was one of the guys over in the in the chat. So that's a that's a great line, and you know, so I I, I had to take it, but uh, you know, and of course for the for the Jets out there, you know, it's a it's a uh, it's a little known fact that the uh, Christmas tree at uh, three four five Park Avenue that every year is a gift from the people of New England to the Jets for not laughing at uh, when Tom Brady got hurt in uh, two thousand eight. So I think we should uh, be uh, be better people about this. That story may not be true. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. 
I have to ask, let me ask the question here. If we're if we're in Western New York and we're pulling the the Felgren Mazda, but I I actually believe this, or maybe I'm trying to wish cast it, Dan. Um, is the Bills window closing? Is Josh Allen is he the lunk headed, rock headed, uh, Cro-Magnon moron that I want him to be? Is he is he is he reverting to what he was more towards 2019? Because that was not. That was not a good performance last night. Admittedly on the road against a good defense, but is the Bills window closing caller? Well, we've predicted that uh, now as as his salary is going to start coming more into play, that you're going to start seeing the cap hits uh, starting this year. That window's closing anyway because they're going to be able to do less and less with with the team building. Um, I'm, I'm not going to take one game and believe that on him. I'm not going to go down Albert Breer's road either and just be, you know, be the human shield for him. But, um, yeah, that was embarrassing today. Breer, Breer was being the human shield for, for, he must be really, really good friends with Allen's agent. That's what I came with on that. Going, going back to what you just said to Scarcy of asking about which Hardo. Uh, I look at McDermott and I just see Jerry Callahan. I can't help it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Right, yeah. good call. But yeah, so, well, anyways, the, like the game last night. He looks like the game last night. You've seen building. those. I'm sorry, Mike. I keep interrupting you. No. The game last night. You know those. You've seen those commercials that are uh, promoting the NFL. That Keegan Michael Key in the in the writers' room saying, "Oh, here we're, we're going to script out the entire season." <laughs> That's they couldn't have written anything more dramatic than that first part of last night. With him coming out with the flag and then going down four plays in, they they couldn't have written any 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 they couldn't have written that. I was but, in the uh, car on the way home, and Kevin, you would have thought someone killed Kevin Harlan's dog on live television, <laughs> listening to Harlan do play by play on the radio on that. It was a in the Kurt Warner somber voice. God, Kurt Warner sucks. I I have some opinions I'll share at another time on Kurt Warner. God, God damn it, he's just a he annoys the piss out of me. Did, Two did of the Kevin biggest Harlan give. Did Kevin Harlan say what college and how many years Aaron Rodgers had been to as they were carting him up, been in the league when they were carting him off? <laughs> They're carting him off with the green the number eight. The 18th year green... man from California. The uniform with green trim and green <laughs> cleats. They're taking off the green cleats with white shoelaces. Just Kevin Harlan, give it a fucking rest. Wow. Um, are, are the Jets done? Can we cross the Jets off, Mike? Um, I think they'll be competitive just because of the defense. And um. I'll say this for whatever reason I f- once Rogers went out, we didn't see anything. So I have no idea how they were going to, they would have looked, but once Rogers went out and Wilson came in, I said, okay, the jets are winning this game just for, you know, just cause it, I don't think it makes any sense because I still think, you know, Rogers is better than Zach Wilson, sure. but I was like, eh, this feels like, the, and I wouldn't have thought, I don't think I would have thought that way. I, I, I don't know. There's just something about Rogers at this stage. He just feels cancerous to me i don't know and and that's probably not totally fair i think he probably might have had a better year than he did last year in green bay but he's just such a turd i just i can't i can't i can't buy on him anymore yeah you know this i thought this was funny this morning this was tweeted this morning this was uh tweeted uh this is a new york reporter named zach rosenblatt he covers the jets for the athletics so he is chad graff's colleague but he tweeted this out this morning Aaron Rodgers had expressed to Jets coaches that he doesn't like the play calls involving the cut blocks because he can't extend the play and it forces him to get rid of the ball quickly. Sources tell me, and of course, 
Diana Rossini. It failed twice on his four dropbacks. Uh, one resulted a throwaway, and the other got injured when Dwayne Brown's cut failed to stop Leonard Floyd. Felt like Rogers might have been dropping a dime because Lord knows, much in the grand tradition of Drew Bledsoe, it's never Aaron Rodgers' fault. Wow. I mean, it smells like a leak, doesn't it? It smells like a text. You were asking if this is it for the Jets. Do you think it's this is it for Rodgers? I don't know. He, he's a weirdo. If if any of you watched Hard Knocks, he's a weirdo. But I think I think it's it'd be really, really hard for him. And if he rehabs and it comes out well, I would have a hard time seeing him knock away. I think he likes the New York thing too much. He wants to be uh the face of that team. Scarcy, does that make sense to you? Or do you think he walks away and, and just goes into a, a, an internal darkness retreat? Um, what's the uh is uh is an Achilles recovery like uh eleven meniscus surgeries? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Something like that. Okay. So it's is it like uh six months, a year? I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. Twitter. Well so uh he's I'm he's a, he's not a running back or a receiver. So you know look but he doesn't make his living on his legs. So you look at like how James Robinson tore his Achilles in 2021 mm -hmm. and that's kind of shortened his career. Well, do so we think that the, uh, do we think uh, the, all the Jets fans in the uh, league office can mandate uh, tearing up the turf and putting in all uh, grass fields next year? Now, that's where human shield Burt Breer comes in, Scarcy. He oh. came to the defense and it's way too way too much money for the aggrieved NFL owners way too much money for the aggrieved NFL owners like I'm kind the pylon of cams. agree agree along with the pylon cams you're right I'm kind of batting out of order here but I thought this was remarkable to what Mike on route one said um regarding Sala um and this kind of extends to the Jets coaching staff um regarding the injury to Rogers last night I'm trying to imagine the Patriots coaching staff in 2008 after Brady got uh tore his knee up in the opener and Matt Castle comes in. I'm, I'm having a hard time believing um, this is reported on the NFL network the next morning. This is, um, I don't know if it's Dakota or Peter Schrager. It's, it's some dude wearing eyeliner uh, talking about texting <laughs> with the Jets coaches. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, sleepless nights. I've been texting with three different Jets coaches. They haven't slept. Mm -hmm. They haven't slept. Mm -hmm. It's 7 a.m. Eastern game. They probably got home at 3 a.m. Three different coaches, different facets of the game, just talking about what happened last night. They had excited about the win, but devastated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Devastated not only for the fans and for the, for Rodgers. This guy was so invested all summer and has been a coach for the team and has put everybody under his wing, has been the ideal veteran leader. And like that, it's gone. There's something so... Wipe your chin, Peter, for the love of God. But it, it, I think it's just kind of telling it's... That kind of thing coming out, um, I just I have a hard time envisioning something like that coming out of uh, of Foxborough um, 15 think, years ago. I think Rodgers wants a chance to turn on this team like a snake, so he's probably going to come back. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a bar in Wisconsin last night that was going to give out uh, beers for every uh, free drinks with every Jets loss. And when Rogers went down, the, the patrons went nuts drinking it. And the, the poor owner of the bar took a bath uh, at the end because, of course, the Jets came back to win. 
Um, time so for they a, the bath. That's that's right. That's a good yeah. point. Um, time for a, a recurring feature that nobody asked for, but uh, once again, we're going to do it. So when you're thinking about going out tonight, having that beer, I'll remind you of the immortal words of Paul Revere, spoken 200 years ago, right down the street. The Lakers are coming. The Lakers are coming. Right now, they have history on their side. They're the dynasty. And they're bringing their fucking girls and their fair-weather sissy fans. And they're gonna try to burn this place, our house, to cinders. We're the flash in the pan, and that's all we're ever gonna be until we beat the goddamn Celtics. Beat LA. Fuck Boston. Beat LA. Fuck Boston. Beat LA. Fuck Fuck Boston. Boston. Beat LA. Fuck Boston. All right, Mike. uh, If you can clear your throat with the bile. Uh, go ahead. My douche chills have douche chills. <laughs> I mean, it was a, was... Sunday's episode was an absolute steaming pile of Jurassic-sized, park-sized dog shit. That was that was something else. I that was as bad. The ending of that was so cringe. It's just it, it's a shitty. It's a really shitty show, um, and I can't I can't stop watching it. Um, <laughs> there was like I think there's been kind of one moment throughout this. Um, throughout this season that I was like, ah, oh, that I kind of enjoyed that. And I think it was the the montage, the 84 playoffs montage with uh won't get fooled again, which is not played out at all, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought that was pretty, pretty fun. Um, but it really is a shitty show and it's just so on the nose in every single way in every, in everything that they do. And it's also really a lazy show too. Um, from what I can see, you know, a couple episodes ago when they were getting ready to fire um, Westhead, they were, you know, they, they're on the bus, the coaches are on the bus. They said, we're two and four, man, we're two and four. And then the next scene cuts to um, cuts to, to the, to the front office in, in the forum. And they're like, yeah, man, we're two and four, we're two and four. And then they superimpose the next day. It's like, you don't need all that. You don't need to tell us we can, we can kind of do the math of like, it's it's you know soon after this happened and you don't need to superimpose it and like okay we can do the math it's 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 pretty quickly it's after that happened it just fucking spoon feeds you everything and i and i hate everything about it and i hate the basketball talk and again it's it's you know very uh bags of sand and it's um <laughs> in the way it, it speaks of, of of the stay with your man uh with your man uh you know magic take your man all right so they're always talking about stay with your man and uh that that's that's their level that they get into it but again that's inherent with any of these things i just i just don't think it's a show and the fact that you have to jump through you know two episodes is to go four seasons and and things like that it's just it's it's a it's a total steaming pile of shit and i i actually went back and listened to what we said after the first couple episodes last year just going to see how off the market were and i hand up i said quincy isaiah was uh, he really looks like magic. Uh, and I said, he was, he's a good actor. He's a fucking abomination of an actor, but uh, he he's, he's really bad. I think he's, he's, he's the worst, uh, but everything else I, I have to chuck up to being um, on the page. It's, it's just, it's terrible. The, the writing is horrendous. So that's, that's all I've got. I have a hard time with it. Everything you say, I agree with, but I appreciate that 
they took the time they superimposed the the, the the another steaming pile of shit scene was when they won a game in the garden and they run out through the tunnel they're getting shit thrown at them they don't go into the into the locker room they go right into the bus they go yeah, right into so the goddamn like bus they're just like like why do you yeah yeah and it's and, play, and- playoff stereotypes more right they're going after the 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 at, you know, black athletes from another city who came into Boston and stole a win, and they're throwing right. shit at the, at the bus, and they're trying to tip over the bus, and that's where the fuck Boston right. stuff started. And that happened, really, right? Yeah. That, that that happened in '84, I believe. I, I don't know if it was after Game One or not. I think that was Game One. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure stuff happened on the bus. I, the bus, I know it did. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, but it's, it's just I don't know. I, I, I it's such a shit show. It's crazy. Um, the Bird episode. You watch the Bird episode? Yes. Oh my god, that was unbelievable! <laughs> the Joe, the scene with Joe Bird, it, it, we know it's coming before Joe it, it Bird gets my... his toothbrush. Yeah, <laughs> laying there, I was like, okay, I, I should stop watching the show now. It's it's peaked for me. It won't, won't get any better for me. <laughs> it is so campy, and yet I love the shit that they get right. In the last episode, they had the Sixers swept the Lakers in the '83 Finals, and the last play of that of that game was Mo Cheeks dribbling the ball with his left hand in the air and goes in and throws a one-handed dunk that he barely got in. They recreated that. They had the stuff in the old Salt Palace down, the, the logos in the Salt Palace down, the outside of the garden, the spectrum, um, the stuff with the LA Kings, the San Diego Clippers. They do the stuff that maybe only nerds like us would know so very well. The font on the Sixers uniforms is correct. Um the guy who plays Dr. J is very, very good dunking on those six foot rims, even though he's about five foot four. But the <laughs> yeah. attention to that detail is so good. But yeah. the stuff on the page is so bad. Yeah, they got like they got, I think they got Kareem's um basket, all time leading scorer basket. Yes. Another scene, yep. on that. Was, that was that was at Utah, right? Yeah. I think it was, was actually in Vegas at the Thomas and Max Center against the Jets. Uh, right, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they got that right. They got right, right. They recreated the Thomas and Max Center. I can't believe I remember that, but and I can't remember what I had for lunch. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Um, those things I get right, but then there's some things that are just so lazy that it it makes me crazy. But um, it's I, I'll be there till the end. But I I, I can't imagine uh, Zaslav giving that show another um, another stay of execution because the ratings. Yeah, I saw Jeff Perlman say the other day the ratings are going up and up and up. Yeah, they're going up from like you know, uh, 150,000, um, live to like, you know, 220,000 lives. Um, so it's just, I don't know. I, but it, it's a very like online show. So it feels like it's more popular than it is, which maybe count for something, but I, I hate it so much. I, I hate everything about it at this point. And, uh, I don't know if yeah, I saw Greg Bedard say, um, they need to, uh, they need to just you know ignore the bus family and focus on the basketball. I mean, Okay, maybe it's marginally more interesting, but you can't make a show that's just about basketball, like the machinations of the team. That's fucking boring. That's that's shit too. So I I just don't think it's a show. I don't. There's no you know to me um, there's not a even a limited series. I don't know what how you would approach would have approached it in which year contained year would have been interesting enough for a show. I just I, I don't I don't see any of that. I agree with that, Dan. You canceled HBO. Was winning time the reason? <laughs> Well, it wasn't any reason to stay. Let's let's put it that way. It, I knew that season was coming around. I'm like, nah. Scotty, are you watching or are you sparing your, your sanity? I hate Adam McKay like uh, 10 Seth <laughs> McFarlands. <laughs> All 
All right, fair enough. Um, we we've lost uh, one of our immaculate grid enthusiasts, so I think we'll table that discussion uh, for another episode. As this one's running long as it is. Um, all right, they're on. The Patriots are on to Miami in week two. Um, we will get to some point. I know we said we were going to try to do some sort of retrospect for the 2003 Patriots. Um, maybe we'll do month by month moving forward. But this was we had a lot of uh, ground to cover, and I. We don't want to infect your, inflict ourselves in your eardrums much longer. Dan's at Patriots Daily. The Scarcy's the purveyor of the sports junk drawer. Pat Scartell. Mike on Route 1. You know where to find him. Uh, my name is Mike Irons. Thank you for listening to the uh, latest episode of Entitled Town. And turn off your radios. And we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team. And Shaq, I apologize in advance.